Welcome, welcome to the Lifting Lindsay podcast. Guys, I have had vacation on my mind because we are going on a vacation tomorrow. And so I thought, what a great idea for me for this podcast episode to just talk about everything that I do on vacation, how I personally handle vacations uh, leading up to it during post, how I handle nutrition, what I do about working out or lifting weights and all that jazz. And maybe what are some things that I worry about? Do I worry about losing muscle? Do I worry about gaining you know, too much body fat? Like natural things that or worries that may come to, into people's minds. So let's dive on into this. Let's chat about this all. So before I get into it though, I do want to give you like a little bit of context. I mean, we're going on a vacation tomorrow. We're going on a seven-day cruise with, I'm taking my kids. It's a Disney cruise and um, we're going to be gone for eight, no, nine days. Okay. Now, if you don't know much about a cruise, just a little heads up. It is, it's all inclusive. So food, drinks, everywhere, everywhere. And at any point, literally at any point, you can eat whatever and how much of it you want. So I was, I I was reading on the website, the Disney website, I believe, where they said even um, room service all hours of the night is just free. Well, free. I paid for the cruise, so it's not free, but you know what I'm saying, right? Um, And so literally food all around me and however much I want. And so I thought, what a great opportunity to talk to you guys about how I usually handle this. Now, I've done a few uh, cruises before. I will share a lot of the tips that I just use whenever I go on vacation. I mean, we had a huge, like a really big vacation where we went to Italy with our family. Um, My dad lived in Italy for a while and he really, really, really wanted to go back. And so... I, as a, as a uh, Father's Day present, you know, just to really make sure I keep my spot as his favorite child, because that's important. You know, I have seven sisters and three brothers that I compete with, guys. I've got to keep my favorite child spot. This is essential. So I, <laughs> I, I and I know I'm going to get a ton of questions. So let me, let me tell you about this. My mom was married, had, had seven. That's still a lot, mom. Good on you, woman. My dad was married, had three. Then they got married and had me. So I'm the only one from both of them. And growing up, my siblings were always like, well, you're the favorite because you're the one from them and you're the youngest. And so anyway, so I'm always teasing about like, I've got to keep my spot. I've got to keep my favorite spot, right? <laughs> so I gifted a an, a Italy trip for my parents just to kind of bring him back. And I really wanted to go to Italy too and visit some of the people that he knew and the places that just meant so much to him. So that is definitely a place where you go and you want to enjoy and try all the food. And so I'm just going to be sharing when I go on these types of vacation, what do I do as far as as far as tips and how I practice mindfulness around food, because I'm not going to be bringing my scale, busting that out. I mean, let's really, let's, let's not, 
Let's not go there, right? Don't want to be bringing your scale. Obviously, you want it to be a fun time where you are staying connected to the moment and the people around you. I really think that that's so important. And so how can we do that? Well, I'm going to share some tips of what I do as I go on some of these vacations. The first thing that I wanted to address, because I get this question a lot, if you were in a fat loss phase and you have a vacation coming up, should you reverse up to go on the vacation? Um, And I understand why people are saying that because at the bottom of a cut, your fullness and hunger cues are dysregulated. And so it's really easy to overeat. So if you are in a cut and then you end it by going on vacation, there is a higher chance of you overeating. So that's that's where that question stems from. So I personally say don't worry about it, especially if after the vacation, you're just jumping back into a cut because the cut wasn't over. So I tell people, you know, don't don't worry too much about it. But here are some mindfulness tips that I'm going to share with you that will help you get in tune with your body a little bit better and be able to prevent a lot of overeating while you do go on vacation. Now, many of you listened to previous episodes that I did on mindful eating. And I really loved doing those episodes because I was able to teach some of these basic tips as far as being able to gauge fullness goes. But I also talked about in there scarcity versus abundance mindsets. So sometimes when we go into vacation, whether we're in a cut or not, oftentimes people think it's only people that are in a calorie deficit, they're in a cut, they're in a fat loss phase, and they go on vacation and they binge. And that's not true because you don't have to be in a cut to be in a scarcity mindset. They they can go hand in hand, but people can do this at maintenance too. They can go from maintenance to going on vacation. And because they're in scarcity mindset, because they feel like these are resources that won't be available tomorrow, so now I just need to store as much as I can of it. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, I would go back and listen to them. But just a a small recap, this is a normal function of your brain. If you tell your brain that there is a resource that's limited or unavailable, then what what your brain will do is it will say, okay, then I need all of it right now. And that's why people go into vacations and overeat and binge and they're not going into it you know, from a calorie deficit, maybe some are, a lot of people will go from maintenance into a vacation and do the same binging because 
they're not going into the vacation with this healthy mindset of abundance of, do you know what? The food's always going to be there. The it's, it's not limited. It's not non-existent. I don't have to eat it all right now. Does that sound familiar? Has has that been you before? It's the same with holidays. It's like, oh, this happens. Well, it happens every year, but this is, this is it. This is the holiday. I have to eat all of it right now. And it's, it's nothing wrong with the brain. In fact, it's a sign that your brain is functioning how it's supposed to, because it's a survival tactic. But in our world, as we know it right now, it's unnecessary. So we have to consciously step into abundance and say, it's not limited. I will have it tomorrow. I can act for myself and choose. Like your brain doesn't have to take over and just send you down some binging or overeating path. You can just, no, it's fine. That will be available tomorrow. That will be available always. But I want to take care of my body. I want to be healthy. And I don't like overeating because I feel like it can be abusive to the body. That's just what I usually tell people as far as if you're in a calorie deficit going into vacation, you don't have to reverse up or do some slow reverse. If you wanted to the week before, you could jump back up to maintenance, but you don't need to, especially if afterwards you're going back or finishing off the cut, then you're going to be fine. Will the weight go up a little bit? Yeah, more than likely. You know, if you're flying, traveling, it causes a lot of water retention in and of itself. Then you're also introducing probably a whole new palette of food that you don't eat very often. And so possibly you're going from lower carbs to higher, and then that can be stored uh, with water as glycogen in your muscles. So you will see an increase of water retention and filling up of those muscles, the fuel for those muscles. You're going to see that. And that's a natural part of travel and eating a little bit more food and carbs. Now we will get into post-vacation, my tips for that. I don't want to jump ahead, but that's that's the pre-vacation, how I set up for it. I don't think I'm alone in this. I think that most coaches don't like it when people reach out to them and say, hey, I'm going on vacation in three weeks. Can you take me on? And I want to be really, really aggressive. Now, that's not what I'm here for. I'm not here for a two, three week fix. And then you go on your way. That's not enough time. If you really wanted to prepare to feel your best on a vacation for whatever the reason, three weeks is not going to cut it. Four weeks is not going to cut it. Okay. Give yourself three months so that you can have enough time to make sure that the fat loss phase is working, enough time to to slip up because we're all human and we're not going to be a hundred percent, a hundred percent of the time. Very few people are like that. I'm not even a hundred percent over three months. Um, I'm usually, I know this is, it's still pretty high. I'm usually like my highest is 
95-ish and sloppier for me is around 90%. But giving yourself enough space, enough time before the vacation is going to really help you so that you get closer to where you want to be. Instead of contacting some coach and in a frenzy, I just want to eat eat nothing until for the next three weeks. And will you take me on? It's like, well, no, no, that's, that's not enough time. And usually quality coaches are like, we'll say, no, <laughs> no, that's not what I do. So that's the, the pre-vacation. I have been in maintenance for a while. I've been really enjoying maintenance. I'm not going to lie, a little piece of me wanted to go into a calorie deficit so I could tighten up a little bit more for the vacation. I also, on Monday, just a few days ago, did a fitness photo shoot. And I had those same thoughts of maybe I should get into a calorie deficit, tighten up a little bit for this photo shoot. You know, as a um, you know, my body is kind of as a trainer, my body is my marketing. And so this thought came to me, no, 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 really lean down, really make your muscles pop. That's more impressive. People will be more impressed. And I had to really kind of talk myself through that and say, no, um, this is where I thrive. And I look fine, Lindsay, like you don't need a six pack for every single photo shoot. In fact, I I actually think more people need to see trainers and coaches where they thrive versus the six pack that they had for maybe like six weeks and they went into a really, really aggressive cut or 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 they stood stepped up on stage for some competition. And so now they use all those fitness photo shoots pictures for every, all of their marketing. And sometimes when we do that, it's okay to show those pictures and be proud of yourself. Don't get me wrong. But I do think that coaches need to do a better job of showing where they thrive and where they maintain versus their leanest selves, because I think it gives people a better idea of what's maintainable in the long run. Sure. There are people who keep a six pack year round, those are unusual women. Men, not so unusual. They can sit at lower body fat percentages and thrive. Women tend not to. So that's kind of a vacation home that you visit and then you come back to real life. Some women don't come back to real life, unfortunately. Um, now, genetically, they may have higher body fat percentages, like maybe even 20, not higher as in like, unhealthy, but just maybe they're at 23, 24, which is a healthy body fat percentage. And they could have a six pack because they carry everything on their legs, right? So there's obviously that variance too. But anyways, I'm getting lost in the weeds. My point being, I I chose to do that photo shoot where I thrive. And so I I also wanted this vacation. I didn't want to go into this vacation in a fat loss phase because can i be honest guys i'm i'm right now in like my life this season of life i'm in i love fitness i love lifting weights i love mindfully eating and trying to take care of my body in a healthy way 
But I'm just going to say it. I mean, sometimes I just, all of the talk of like fat loss and and builds, and now I'm going to move into fat loss, and now I'm going to move back into a build, and now I'm going to move back into fat loss, and now I'm going to move it. And I'm just kind of like, don't you ever get tired of it? I do. I do. I just, I just want to be today. I just want to be, <laughs> I just want to mindfully eat and take care of my body. And, and I have so many other goals of, of who I want to become. And it's not just surrounded by what my body looks like. And, and this constant yo-yo back and forth of fat loss. And now I'm moving back into a build. And have you ever followed somebody on Instagram that's just bless them. That's so amazing that they always have a goal. But guys, if you have thought that I was one of those people, I'm sorry, but I'm not. I don't always have a goal. In fact, most of 2023, I have been at maintenance. I'm like, do you know what? If I get a little muscle, awesome. But I don't want to go into a dedicated build right now. And don't you dare take my food away from me right now because I love my food. And mentally, I'm just not right there. Like I don't want my friend was so cute. She is about to step up on stage next week for a show. And she sent me a video of her talking and her delts are shredded. And I was just like, I told her, Val, I can't even hear what you're saying because your delts are like screaming at me so loudly. Like I don't even, I can't even hear past your delts. And anyways, I just, but I started laughing and I was like, it, I look at that and I'm like, oh, I want that. And then I'm like, no, never mind. I know what it takes. I don't want it. I do not want that right now in my life. So I'm anyway, so if you're with me where you're just like, you know, what? I'm tired of the cuts of the builds of the like, then join me and just thrive mindfully eating and lifting weights and pushing for PRs. And I'm going to share one other thing. I had an app user reach out um, on our community Um, And she said, nothing's changed as far as hormones, as far as sleep, as far as nutrition, like I'm thriving, but I just don't have it in me to get into the gym and push as hard as I've been doing for the past few years. Like what's wrong with me? And I wrote her, I'm like, well, if there's something wrong with you, then there's something wrong with me because I go through those phases. I definitely go through those phases. It's not all the time, but like all, and and how I handle it is I will actually stop doing my program that I have for a week, maybe two. I've had this last two weeks. Usually it only lasts a week, but I've had it last up to two, but I'll just go into the gym and be like, what do I want to do today? I'm throwing out my program that I love. I love following a program because it it pushes me to, okay, I'm doing this again. What did I do last time? How can I push harder this time? I love that. But there are times when I'm like, I'm just, I just want to show up today 100% for my mental state. And so I'm going to go in and sometimes during those weeks, I'll only go in and lift three times a week and I'll go in and I'll just be like, what are my favorite exercises that I want to do today? I'm going to work on lower body today. What are my favorite lower body exercises? And I'll just do it for fun. 
And I love it. And so that's what I usually do. And I told her, there's nothing wrong with putting a pause on your program for a week or two and just mentally getting into the place that you need to be. Lower down, lower your training days if you need to. Get in just to keep the habit alive, but make it fun. Make it fun. Because if what you're doing isn't fun, then you're not going to keep doing it. And this is no longer a lifestyle that you're going to maintain. And it's much more important to keep it a lifestyle. So, okay, with all that being said, now let's jump into vacation. What am I actually going to do on vacation? And I wrote all these notes down so I didn't, so I wouldn't ramble. And here I am rambling. Okay, what are my tips for handling food? Well, like I said, food is going to be nonstop available on this cruise. And so what I do, and I do this when I go on other vacations too, is I make sure that I stick with my routine of three meals, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a snack. And the snack could be a dessert. Maybe I don't get a snack. Maybe I swap it for a dessert. But either way, it's three meals and one little something, something on the side, okay, that I'm going to enjoy. So I keep with that. And I also don't drink, so that's really nice. And I love calorie-free liquids and water. And so I'm going to be mainly focusing on just drinking a ton of water, keeping to those three meals, and then my snack. Now, speaking of water, I am going to do an episode speaking directly about water, so I don't want to... um, get ahead of myself. So make sure you listen to the episode about water. But before the meal, I'm going to drink about 16 ounces of water or just a really large cup of cold water before I start my meal. That's what I'm going to, my meal. That's what I'm going to do. And and when I drink a lot of water right before my meal, they call it water preloading. It does actually help me eat less because it helps me feel fuller. So it does help keep my calories on like relatively around maintenance. Another thing about those those three meals and a snack is I eat slow. Okay, I'm sure you've heard this a million times, eat slower, eat slower. And I don't know if you've ever heard anybody explain why, but eating slower, in my opinion, next to getting enough sleep, because when you get enough sleep, I should say, when you don't get enough sleep, it actually messes with your hunger hormone. You will get more hunger signals with less sleep. So get a ton of sleep. Next to sleep is eat slower. People are eating way too fast. When I say eat slower, it should be taking you 15 to 20 minutes to eat your plate. Okay. So when I say eat slower, I mean it. Now, maybe not 20 minutes, then it's going to be cold, right? Take your time eating. When I say 15, 20 minutes, why I say that 
is because it actually takes about 15, 20 minutes from the time you start eating to actually your brain receiving signals of you're feeling full. So I know I've shared this a million times, but your kids will down something in a minute, then tell you they're really hungry. And then you're like, okay, I'll make another meal. Then you make another one. And then they're like, oh, never mind. I'm not hungry anymore. Well, yeah, because they waited. And now finally they're getting those signals. So when you eat really, really fast, it actually disconnects you from being able to read fullness signals or at least disconnects from the ability to perceive fullness. And the likelihood of you overeating calories goes way up. In fact, there was a review, and I'll share this study in the notes. There was a review, a meta-analysis of 23 studies, and they found that eating quickly is positively associated with higher BMIs and being overweight. So slow down your eating. Another thing that eating too quickly does is it causes indigestion and upset stomachs. It's my kids, I tell them all the time, you need to eat slower. They're like, my stomach hurts. Eat slower. That's why. So let's talk about how to eat slower. What are some tactics? Well, sit down and eat without distraction. That doesn't mean you sit down in front of a TV because you're distracted. You sit down and on vacation, you're going to be sitting down with people. You're going to be talking with them and connecting with them and spending time with them. You don't have to down your food in two minutes. You can take small bites and chew thoroughly. So take a small bite and chew. Don't just swallow it. Put your fork down. So eat a few bites, put your fork down. Make sure you're really chewing. Talk and connect to the people around you too. These are things that can really help you eat slower. So whenever I have one daughter who eats so fast and she's always complaining about stomach issues and I'm like, slow down. And whenever she takes her time, her stomach doesn't hurt and she doesn't down 10 rolls in one sitting. So I save money. <laughs> her stomach doesn't hurt. It's, it's, it's a win-win for us all, right? So I think that that's really important and it's often overlooked. When you sit down, you eat slowly. Okay, so here's another thing. I order exactly what I want. I don't actually look for salads or quote unquote, the healthiest thing on the menu. And let me explain why. Because I know myself and I know, and maybe this isn't you and that's okay. This is me. I'm explaining what I do. And I hope that some things resonate. Other things are, you might be like, no, that one doesn't really work for me. But uh, hopefully some of these tips, a few of them will be like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Those are ones I can use. 
I have found that when I go on vacation and I try to eat healthy, I may get full, but I don't get satisfied. And so it makes me want to keep looking for food. And then I end up eating a lot more. Does that make sense? In my mindfulness episodes, mindful eating episodes, I talked about the difference between um, satisfaction and fullness and how fullness can go hand in hand with satisfaction. But fullness can also be independent of satisfaction, meaning you've probably experienced this before where you ate a meal and you were full and yet you weren't satisfied. Is that right? Yeah. We've all experienced that before. It's usually because you're being over-restrictive or you're not actually choosing foods that you fully enjoy. And I shared in my mindfulness episodes that I will even end a meal with one or two Oreo, like thin, uh, I like the mints. So it's like the thin mint Oreos because that's actually that bit of satisfaction that I need. So oftentimes, like I said, oftentimes if I go on vacation and I'm like, oh, I need, you know, and, and, and if the person is obsessed with, I've got to stay as lean as possible, as small as possible. So I, I can't eat anything unhealthy, even though I'm on vacation. I'm just, I'm just going to eat healthy foods. So they sit down, they're on vacation and they order a salad. Now, if you love salads, then you have your salad. But if you see something else on that menu that you want more, then why are you going to eat a salad that you can eat at home? Like, I just don't get it. So, but once again, this is Lindsay. I, I tell people all the time, all the time, know thyself. That is the most important part of this journey. Know thyself and be honest with yourself. If I were to sit down and be like, well, I have to eat healthy, so I'm going to order chicken, tell them no oils, and I'm going to get a salad. I would get full, yes, but I would not be satisfied. And I would start looking. That's when people start picking off their kid's plate. So you ate enough calories, but now you're just going to, you're not satisfied, so you're going to keep picking. Or maybe you'll walk away and be like, oh, I need a dessert or or I want this, or I still want this. Like you still, it's leaving you wanting. So what I do is I don't obsess with protein. I try to choose a meal that has some, but I will sit down and I will order exactly what I want. And I feel no need to finish the whole thing. I eat really slowly. I eat until satisfied. And I'm on about a seven of the fullness scale, like comfortably full. And then I'm done. And I love it. I got to eat exactly what I wanted. I didn't overeat. I didn't have scarcity mindset. I had the abundance mindset of, look, I can choose again tomorrow. I don't need to eat the whole thing. A lot of serving sizes are just so big anyways. Anyway, a lot of this is on repeat from the mindful eating, but... but I do. I practice what I preach. When I go on vacation, I continue to practice mindful eating. Those are just a few of the things that I do. Um, just a recap. 
when I make sure that I'm eating breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, I will get a full cup of water, preload the meal with 16 ounces or a really large cup of water before I eat. I eat really slowly, connect, talk, enjoy. I choose exactly what I want off the menu without any feelings like I need to finish the whole entire thing. That to me has provided a really healthy approach. I get to enjoy, I'm satisfied with my foods and it actually prevents me from overeating. So that's what I do. Now let's talk post-vacation. So post-vacation, like I said, if you were in a calorie deficit and you were going on this vacation, it's kind of like in middle of your cut and then you're going home and you go right back into your cut. Like, okay, so nothing really should have changed between the cut before and the cut after. Like you don't need to up the cardio a lot more or anything like that. Just go back to your plan. If it was working before, just go back to the plan. Like I said, you are going to see an increase in the scale from water weight, from more food in your digestive tract, from glycogen stores being reloaded. Um, Just traveling in general, we see a lot of water weight fluctuation. Um, So that's just all normal. So get back on track. It will come down. Now, what if you were in maintenance before you go, you're mindful, you come back and the scale was up a little bit. Once again, getting back to your usual routine will lower the scale. It will. It will come back down and be fine. Now, on social media, I will see a lot of times people saying, don't do any more additional cardio when you get back from your vacation. Don't punish yourself for overeating. Don't do this or that. And I love what they are trying to teach. I love it because it's more about the mindset. They're saying, don't punish yourself for enjoying your vacation. In the long run, it is so much more beneficial to teach people to just get back on track into healthy lifestyles and not this this punishment routine of vacation, punish, vacation, punish. I love that. So I love that they are preaching that. At the same time, as long as somebody's mindset is healthy about it, I don't think that there's anything wrong with coming home off a vacation and being like, oh, I'm going to help things come down a little bit faster by the next two weeks, just incorporating a little bit more cardio. You know, that's probably something that I'll do. I was in maintenance before the vacation, been in maintenance, mindfully eating up until now. Um, My work has gotten so busy the past two weeks that I usually get like 15, 12, 15, sometimes 18,000 steps. But the the type of work I've been doing lately, I'm not even kidding you. Like I was lucky to get past 6,000 steps the past two weeks. That had a huge impact 
as far as maintenance, right? Because if I'm used to moving way more, then my maintenance is going to come down. And I've been eating like usual, but my movement has gone down. So right now I haven't been moving very much. I'm excited to go on this vacation and actually move a lot more, be out in the sun, be very active, uh, playing with my kids, swimming. I'm so excited for that movement. When I come home off the vacation, I'm like excited to move again. And so I may increase cardio. I mean, for me, that's like three, four days a week, right? So I may increase it to three times a week or four times a week over the next two weeks post-vacation. The main thing is, where is the mind? Is the mind punishing? Is the mind trying to go back to scarcity and restriction? Or are you just like, oh, I just want to move more. I was eating a ton. I enjoyed myself. I have tons of energy and I can move more and I'm going to. There's a huge difference right there. There really, really is. So I'm not necessarily the person who's going to demonize every single person coming back from a vacation and wanting to move more because I know how it feels being um, eating a lot more, having way more energy to move and just wanting to move. And all of a sudden it like makes me want to get in and just move way more in the gym. And so if that's you, then do it by all means, do it. Now I'm going to end on this note. What about lifting on vacation? What do I do? So once again, you have to understand this is, this is Lindsay. This is context of Lindsay, right? N of one. I love lifting weights. Love it. So when I go on a vacation with just me and Alex, we love to lift weights. We will go and lift weights. We will literally find hotels where there is a gym, or we will go to an area where we know we have access to a gym because we love it so much. But when I go on vacation with my children, Lifting weights is a little different because in my child's mind, lifting weights, and especially with one child of mine, the other two don't seem to care. But with my little Hazel, lifting weights equals mom working. And so I have chosen not to lift when Hazel's aware. (laughs) When I go on vacation, I want Hazel to know that I am taking a break from everything and that her and my family are number one. And I've kind of been going back and forth on this one because with the Disney cruise, there they have this kids section where from what I've heard, kids will go and easily spend three to four hours in that play area because it's so much fun. And I've thought, I wonder if I can sneak in a workout during that time because I genuinely enjoy it. And it's not even because I feel like I'm going to get fat. It really is. I mentally and emotionally need to lift, need to work out there. I, I just love it. It's a release for me. It is it is in 
a healthy, good way, some good therapy for me. And so I've been thinking I might, might sneak in um, some workout clothes just in case I find that on this cruise, the kids are spending a ton of time in that. Then me and Alex might sneak in a workout because we would love it. And we love spending time together doing that. We find it really, really fun to lift um, in the same room. (laughs) We don't lift together, but we enjoy being in the same room, room doing our own thing, lifting. It's really funny. I know it's weird, but that's what we love doing. So I have thought about it, but if it happens that for one reason or another, I like Hazel's not enjoying that play area and we're with our kids 24 seven, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to anything. I just want my kids to know that this is we work hard in our family so that we can play hard. And I want them to know that I'm 100% present with them. And that's just the most important thing for me. Now, when I tell people I'm not lifting for a week, I usually get questions like, are you scared that you're going to gain weight? Uh, No, because I understand that the body fluctuates. It's not a big deal for me because my overall lifestyle is health. And I understand that the body fluctuates. We're thinking about doing an in vitro in December or January. And I'm very much aware that the body's going to fluctuate. So when that time comes, so I'm not, my goal right now is not being the smallest version of myself. It's, it really is just thriving in health and fitness and with my family and feeling my strongest. That is my number one goal. And to some people that's not impressive. I literally had somebody tell me that on Instagram the other day that that's not impressive. I want to see a six pack all year round. I'm like, I am, you should probably not follow me then because I will highly disappoint you and I will be happy doing so. So, (laughs) but am I scared of losing muscle? Guys, a week you're not going to be losing muscle tissue. Now, could your muscles become depleted because you're not using them as far as like the storage of nutrients and it being fuller because you're not using it? Yes. Am I worried about, like I said, losing muscle tissue? No, because I know I can just get back from the vacation get back on into my routine and my muscles will fill up again and they'll look full again. And I'm not going to lose tissue, muscle fibers, right? Within a week. In fact, usually after a week, when I come back, I come back, like I said, with way more energy and end up just killing it in the gym. And it's always fun to come back even with like, and be hitting PRs because it's like the body just needed that time away. Um, because I just love what I do and I and I work so hard. Sometimes the body is just like, Lens, give me a week. Give me a week to thrive. But I really hope that just kind of going through what I do on vacations, my mindset around it, I hope that it can breathe some overall like mental health 
about fitness and vacations and stepping away from the gym for a week and all of these things and mindful eating, I, I find that on Instagram and so many fitness individuals out there are constantly preaching. And I think that they're trying to help, but a lot, a lot of times the, the constant harping of no days off and, you know, kill yourself in the gym and you're going to lose muscle if you, you know, don't lift every, you know, three days or whatever. Like you're actually doing more damage than good. Like you're, you're creating unhealthy mindsets in so many people. Even just this idea of constantly having a six pack and not allowing the, the body to fluctuate. And I was on YouTube the other day, I'm trying to build my YouTube channel. And I was looking at like the things that I'm competing with. I'm not really competing, but just on the side, it like popped up. It was like, how to stay shredded, you know, year round. And it's this woman with a six pack. And I was like, I'm not going to click on it, but I would really love it if, if I did, the woman would say, just kidding. It's unhealthy to be shredded 12 months out of the year. I would have loved that. But from the amount of views, I don't think it said that. So in my space here, what I'm trying to create is a group of women who want to thrive in health and fitness and want to achieve their goals, but also want to have a healthy mindset around it and know and be aware when extremes are presented to them. And just have a bit more awareness and education about what's healthy and what's not and what works best for them and what may not work best for them. That's what I'm trying to do here. So hopefully this episode was helpful. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Lifting Lindsay podcast. If you have any questions, shoot me a message on Instagram at liftinglindsay.com or at liftinglindsay. You can also go to liftinglindsay.com and sign up for optimized training programs. We have a new training program that is starting on the 30th, October 30th. This is my personal training program. It's called Train With Me. It's the Train With Me group. And this month, well, next eight weeks in this training program, we are going to be doing a glute delt emphasis. We are going to be training five times a week and there's going to be three lower body days and two upper body days. Now, the glutes, we're going to start at like mid volume and work to high volume. So I'm testing out, there's been some fun studies coming out with high volume work, like 40 sets to 50 sets, producing more hypertrophy. And so I'm messing around with this current program on starting at like 25 sets and then moving up to 35 and then moving up to 45, just with glutes just with glutes, okay? So that we can get a bit more hypertrophy with glutes. And then we are going to be more in the like mid-range for delts and then more of the 10 to 20 range for your other muscle groups. So that's how this next program is going. I'm really, really excited for it. So you can go to liftinglindsay.com, join the app, and then go to groups and join Train With Me. And this is my personal program. So you'll be going to be doing it with me. 
Okay, you guys have a wonderful week.